You're listening to the Retail Rundown Podcast. Today's episode is hosted by Jerry Sheldon, a trusted retail analyst and the VP of Technology for IHL Services. Jerry was also named one of Rethink Retail's top retail influencers and has provided commentary in several news outlets like Business Week, Fox News Live, and Fox Business. On today's episode, Jerry will be speaking with Linwork CEO Callum Campbell about the consumer shift to the effortless economy and what it means for the retail industry. If you enjoy this episode, show some support by leaving us a review and a five-star rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Hello. Today, we're kicking off another episode of Retail Rundown Podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Sheldon of IHL Group, and today we're going to be discussing the new era of e-commerce. It's called the effortless economy, and it's being driven by consumers. Convenience is the number one priority for shoppers, and a seamless customer experience is, of course, a standard expectation. This has created clear opportunities for retailers, but with that comes significant challenges. Joining me to dive further into this topic is our guest, Callum Campbell. Callum is the CEO of Lindworks, a commerce platform that helps brands automate their operations and grow revenues across all their channels. Thanks for joining the show today, Callum. Thanks, Jerry. Good to be with you. Uh, my pleasure. Um, so I think we just want to kind of jump right in. And I, I guess for me, the first question top of mind is this, this concept of effortless economy. I'm just not familiar with the term, and I would think possibly some of our listeners might not be as well. So can you kick us off by defining what this effortless economy means in practical terms? Sure, yeah. So the effortless economy is the new world of commerce that we're now living in where convenience is is the top priority for consumers when they shop. So actually at Limworks, we conducted a study last year of over a thousand shoppers in the UK and in North America. Uh, And what we learned from that study was that um, 76% of the respondents said that convenience was their number one priority when selecting a retailer more so than price, which I found really interesting. But ultimately, what we're seeing with the effortless economy is this idea that commerce is moving closer to the consumer. We probably all feel it. I feel it. I'm sure you feel it as well, Jerry. You know, it's becoming easier and easier in terms of how we discover products that we want to purchase, how we purchase those products, how those products are shipped to us. And then the returns and after sales process, that entire experience for us as a consumer is becoming increasingly effortless. Convenience is king in this new world. And so, like you said, it's fantastic for us as consumers, but it creates challenges for brands, for retailers. How do they navigate this new world? Um, And I think the other thing to add to this is, you know, on the point around um, effortless commerce and and discovery of products and, and where we purchase products, a great example of this is just considering new platforms that are coming to market. We're seeing so many digital platforms becoming commerce enabled. So even recently, platforms like Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and BuzzFeed and Google and many other digital environments, they're all becoming commerce enabled so that they can monetize their audiences. Because for us as consumers, when we're in these environments, these environments, they understand us, they understand our behaviors, and so they can serve our product to us that we may be interested in, making that experience ever more convenient. We live in data all the time, and, and we love consumer surveys because that's that's reality. But but you made actually a fascinating point, and you said that that convenience more than price. Uh, to me, that yeah. 
surprising was was that actually a surprising finding to you yeah i think i think it definitely was a real surprise to me you know i think instinctively all think okay price is is kind of is is the thing that's always in front of mind for the consumer and i think it still is front of mind and i think amazon's you know driven this kind of dynamic around great prices but also high levels of convenience and i think what we're seeing is that as the market matures um, and our expectations are shifting as consumers. Yeah, we're saying that actually convenience is the top priority. And if I look at my own purchasing behavior, I mean, of course, I'm not going to go and buy some, you know, pay twice the price for a product, you know, very casually. However, if the product's, you know, slightly more expensive, yeah, the terms on which it's, say, delivered to me uh, are more, you know, far more preferable than, again, it's likely I'm going to choose the latter option and um, go with convenience. So actually, it was a surprise, but as I considered it and kind of, process that in my own behavior it made a lot of sense yeah it's funny the old, it's the old adage time is money it, it almost feels like that that's you know kind of what the survey is affirming is that 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 there is a definite trade-off between time and money and that uh, that we're seeing that in consumer behavior so totally and just just as an example you know again you think of going to say i don't know onto a website or onto a marketplace and if it's difficult to check out and they're asking too much information I can be quite quick to bounce off that website and just go and look for that product somewhere else or something similar. You know, if it feels like hard work, then I'm kind of looking elsewhere. And I think that is just a growing and prevailing trend. I think we've gotten so used to uh, sort of the experience that we get on Amazon that that's now almost expected in every different environment we shop on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Amazon is a bit of the great instigator. Now, we, yeah. we, sort, of, we sort of talked about, uh, you know, hey, for, for consumers, you know, some of the challenges here. So now turn, we'll turn the table a little bit. And when you, we look at the challenges of this, this effortless economy that it poses now for brands and retailers, what are you seeing there? Yeah, so I think for the consumer, it's, it's great news, right? It's, 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 it's great for us to be able to access the products in a really convenient way. But like you say, I think it creates these challenges for brands and retailers. So I think there's sort of two primary challenges. So the first challenge really is around connecting commerce channels. So if I'm a brand, and I'm taking my products direct to consumer to market, I can't just assume that consumers are gonna show up in my stores or on my website. I may need to now take my products to my customers wherever they're choosing to shop. So that might be on marketplaces, it might be on social commerce channels, also on my website, also in store. So I've got to move towards a multi-channel strategy. If I wanna stay connected with my customers and make commerce happen on their terms, that's their expectation, that it's convenient and therefore, they don't just expect to show up where I want them to show up. So the challenge then is, well, how do I sell in all of these different environments and stay connected with my customers? And how do I do that simultaneously? You know, it's one thing selling, say, through a single channel, but moving to a true multi-channel proposition, that can become really complicated. So that's challenge number one, connecting my commerce channels, selling across these different environments and doing it simultaneously. Challenge number two is, okay, great. I'm selling all of these different channels. I'm maximizing my reach. I'm maximizing my revenue opportunity. I'm doing what we call total commerce. How then, when I'm doing total commerce, do I connect all of my commerce operations? Because for anyone who's sold across multiple channels or online, you'll know that the point of sale is just the tip of the iceberg and a huge amount of complexity exists beneath, beneath the surface, right? And so... As you move into more channels, that kind of complexity profile only grows. And so you need to connect all of your back office operations, think about your inventory management, your order management, your shipping, how you're thinking about kind of your customer profiles, your CRM. How do you do this in lots of different uh, environments in the back end simultaneously as well and make that connect 
such that firstly, you're in control of your business and you can make smart decisions and actually move quickly and, and, and things don't slow down. But secondly, so that you deliver a great experience to your customers and that they keep shopping with you. You, you, you we're going after LTV, right? It's not just about a one-off sale. We want to see repeat business. So to maximize LTV, you've got to deliver a great experience to your customers. So that second challenge is really about connecting all of those commerce operations together uh, into single environments so that you're set up to scale and be effective. So yeah, channel, challenge one, connecting commerce channels. Challenge two, connecting commerce operations. Those are the big challenges of the effortless economy for a brand or a retailer. I mean, I, I think you make an absolutely fantastic point really around this complexity. And, and I know for me, when I look at this complexity that you highlight, <laughs> the, the trajectory is, is toward increasing complexity. So it seems the challenge is only going to be increasing. And now we even add in, we start to kick the tires around this concept of the metaverse. And certainly with the metaverse, yeah. the, another sales channel uh, that exactly. have to stake out kind of their, uh, you know, their, their place there. When you look at how these challenges are manifesting really kind of in practical terms across different parts of a retailer's operation, what are some examples that you see? So just, just to comment on what you said there, yeah, I think absolutely the complexity is going to grow. Like because commerce is moving close to the consumer, it kind of grows with that direction of travel. So we, can, we should anticipate that this complexity is going to grow and then these challenges become more significant for brands and retailers. So it's super important that brands and retailers adapt and react to this. So in terms of very practical examples of what that could look like, let me give you a couple. So first up would be say around inventory management. So simple example, if you take a product and you sell it on your website and on Amazon and on Walmart, well, if you run out of, of product on your website, you need to update Amazon and Walmart to make sure that that stock level, that out of stock is reflected on those channels. Because if it's not, then you're at risk of selling a product to a customer, but selling a product that you don't have in stock. And that will leave that customer dissatisfied. They're likely to give you a bad review, to be frustrated. You won't be compliant with the standards of that marketplace. And the customer is unlikely to shop with you again. And so that's an inventory management problem where you're trying to synchronize your inventory across, say, three channels with one product. So take that to, to a world where you're selling on, say, 10 channels and you're selling a thousand different products. Suddenly that challenge of synchronizing your inventory becomes a very complicated one. And so that's the type of example that in the effortless economy, when you're trying to serve your customers on their terms, wherever they're choosing to shop, that you need to be able to address. Second example might be, say, around order management. So this is sort of post-sale. So rather than the pre-sale example I gave you with inventory, post-sale. So you've got all of your orders coming in from your different channels. You've got them coming in from your, say, your Shopify store, your big commerce store. You've got them coming in from Amazon. You've got them coming in from Walmart. But then how do you manage all of those orders? How do you assign them to the correct shipping service? How do you ensure that they're well-managed through your warehouses or, or, or out to your 3PLs? So there's a, there's a complex order management issue. Uh, a challenge that then emerges when you're selling multi-channel that needs to be addressed too. And, and again, you know, this is one of the kind of leading, leading challenges of the effortless economy is how do I centralize all of this in a way that means that I'm set up to scale, to bring in more channels and to deliver a great experience to my customers. You know, I know we internally, we've been kind of really talking about this concept of, of unified commerce. You know, it's a single view of customer, a single view of product, a single view kind of price, a single view of loyalty, et cetera. We've been talking about it for a long time, but, you know, it's, it's interesting given the challenges that the industry is, is looking to address. You know, it strikes me as interesting that 
it's still a very significant issue to try to align all of these these different components of price of customer product etc with a single view yeah yeah but totally that, i mean that that's kind of you know exactly what we address at limworks actually like that very problem is is with our our software and our platform how do we actually bring a central view of those core components so how do you get a view of your inventory, of your product information, of your orders in one central environment so that you're set up to be successful? What do you see are some ways that retailers can, can mitigate some of these challenges? Yeah, so maybe I kind of alluded to it in that last comment, but uh, I think you know there's, there's a number of different ways that you can go about this. I think probably across kind of technology process and then strategy. So uh, probably strategy comes first, but is, is having a really clear view of, okay, uh, have I got a kind of very clear strategy of where I'm going to sell which products uh, and which types of customers are going after? Getting a, a really clear baseline in the business of what we're trying to achieve. That might sound obvious, but a lot of businesses don't actually have that in place. And so they can kind of sleepwalk through the day and create a lot of um, undesired complexity and kind of dilute resources. So I think having a really good strategy and a really strong sense of focus is key. But then to support that strategy, you are going to need a really strong technology stack. So again, a solution like the Limworks uh, that can sit at the heart of your business and give you total commerce control at the center of your organization. If you get the right platform in place in your business, it's going to allow you to grow, i.e. to connect into all of these different selling channels so that you can maximize your revenue opportunities, to automate, so connect those workflows together across your selling channels and your operational channels so that your cost base comes down. And when your cost base comes down and you've got the right unit economics in your business, that means you can scale and know that you'll be profitable. And then thirdly, I guess, the right technologies is going to allow you to be in control by doing this centrally through one system that brings these different elements together, rather than having it in disparate systems, allows you to, you know, your team to work through one interface and get aligned around what they're doing. And it allows you to get the data that you need to make smart decisions into the future. So I think the strategy is getting the right technology, a solution like Limworks. And then thirdly is getting the right kind of people and process into the business. So making sure you've got the expertise and you're set up in a way that's going to allow you to essentially be a winner in the effortless economy. I mean, you want to have the right expertise. Now, I just want to be super clear, like, what I'm not saying around the effortless economy is that you need to sell in every single environment that's out there. But what I am saying is you need to understand where your customers are and be in all of those environments. And so getting the right people into your organization that understand uh, you know, the types of channels you're selling on well and can really help you optimize to win in those channels. I mean, the, the folks that, that, that come to Linworks, is this kind of how you would describe some of the biggest challenges that they have? I mean, I talking about unified commerce maturity and um, just kind of where retailers are at in that kind of maturation and continuum? Yeah, yeah, this is exactly it. I mean, we have, you know, thousands of businesses working on the platform from, from sort of smaller scale businesses right through to some global enterprise names. Yeah, they're coming to us and it's all the same problems. Like it really is these issues of, I feel like I'm at a bit of a breaking point or I've hit this kind of glass ceiling or our operations are just out of control. It feels dysfunctional. You know, how do we grow effectively? How do we pull all of this together in one environment? How do we really grow effectively into the future? Because this isn't just about solving a kind of short-term issue. Oh, we can kind of, you know, this is going to be here with us for the next six months. This is the future of, you know, our customers' organizations. And so many businesses, this is the future for them. And so getting the right foundations in place, getting the right technology infrastructure at the center of the business 
to set you up for success is going to be so key. So these are exactly the challenges that we address. And, uh, you know, we've seen a lot of success with our customers in doing so. Yeah, we all love a winner, right? Everybody loves a winner. But um, yeah, going forward, I mean, what do you, who are the winners in this, this age of total commerce? The winners, I guess, are going to be, you know, going back to my sort of previous comments around what you know, brands and retailers need to kind of do in response to this. They're going to be the ones that respond correctly. So first, they're the ones that get the right strategy. So I think at the core of that, those who are recognizing uh, that convenience is king. They're seeing the rise of the effortless economy and they're developing a strategy based on that principle. That would be the you know the first, uh, I guess, pillar of, of, of a winner. The second one would be those that are then responding to that and getting the right technology in place. Uh, so, you know, again, businesses who make those smart investments really get their technology stack set up for scalability. Uh, you know, that's the second pillar. And then again, the third one is going to be those, those businesses are then investing deep into the expertise to win on these channels and deliver a great experience to their customers. But the headline is, is those who acknowledge that the effortless economy is here and it's on the rise. You know, I think what we so often see in the world of business is that in our organizations, we kind of get lost in the weeds and we forget to step back and look at what's going on. You know, Blockbuster is a great example, right? They, right. They, they, they fought the prevailing trend in the market and they're like, no, we're not going to make this move towards a, a <laughs> digital world. And, and, and we look back at that and think that that was so obvious. Yeah, actually, we all do it in our organizations day to day. We're so focused on what's in front of us. Uh, we get our heads in the weed. We don't lift our heads up. And the result is that it can cost us, you know, pretty big time. Uh, and so I think the winners ultimately are going to be those who recognize the rise in the effortless economy and, and getting a strategy and, and the tech stack and the people in place to, to build for the future. You, you kind of hit a little bit on what, what I was going to ask is my next question, but I, I was going to ask, you know, because you, you kind of talk about Blockbuster, great example of, of sort of tunnel vision or my, you know, being myopic. Um, yeah. But what, what do you think are going to be some, you know, you know, I talked about everybody loves a winner, but for, for those who are struggling, kind of turn the tables a little bit. What do you gonna what do you think are gonna be some of the characteristics of retailers that struggle in this this new economy? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that there are quite a few different um ways to sort of think about that question. So I guess going back to the previous question, it's gonna be around those who are not willing to really, you know, as Jim Collins would say, sort of confront the brutal facts. Like what's really going on in the world around them and, and how do you position uh, around these kind of, you know, the major trends in the market. So I think ultimately those who are not willing to change and really recognize the kind of the big trends that are driving the market. So just to maybe give you a quick flyover, from my perspective, the big trends driving the market right now, rise of the effortless economy. We've talked about that. Right. The shift to direct to consumer. So I think more and more brands, you know, going direct, bypassing retail networks. Uh, so I think, you know, retailers need to have a response to that. Like, what are they thinking about from a direct-to-consumer standpoint? Thirdly, uh, is the strengthening of marketplaces. So rather than saying, hey, I'm not going to work with Amazon or Walmart or a Zalando or a Wayfair, how do I integrate those platforms into part of my strategy? Because they represent so much of the volume in the market. Um, and then, yeah, probably the fourth one is just around sort of the proliferation of SaaS and cloud technologies. Like right. how do I, I, I adopt those type of technologies into my business? So maybe thinking about those four trends I just mentioned, I think the losers are, are gonna be those that try and fight those trends. Cause you know, I kind of started my career out actually on in, in kind of in the Wall Street world of, of trading markets. And what I learned from that experience was that the way to win in a market is to position around the fundamentals. 
to not try and fight the kind of prevailing trend, but to get behind that trend. Uh, and so I think, you know, those who lose are going to be those that don't want to acknowledge those fundamentals. They want to fight those trends rather than really look at how they pivot their business to, to ride the wave of those trends. You, know, you, didn't, you didn't say a single thing that I, that I disagreed with. I'm in uh, violent agreement, uh, I would definitely say. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, Callum, thanks so much. I know I've certainly learned a lot and, and I'm sure no doubt our listeners have as well. Again, I'm a data junkie. The data that you shared, absolutely fascinating. I'm going to looking forward to the chance to dig into it further. And I'm sure no doubt has likely spurred a few follow on questions for those that, that are, are listening to us. So, you know, where can our listeners go if they, they either they want to connect with you, uh, learn more about Linworks and uh, learn more about some of the survey data that, that you shared? So you can connect with me on LinkedIn. So my name's Callum Campbell. Search me on LinkedIn and uh, I'm the CEO of Limworks. So that should come up. So let's connect and drop me a line. And I'm happy to talk and look at whether we can help you with any of these challenges or alternately uh, head over to our website. So limworks.com. There's a load of content there that can hopefully help you figure out what the right way to kind of address these problems is in your business. But I'm very happy to talk. Uh, I'm sure our team of experts will also be happy to, to support you where that could be useful. Well, again, thank you so much. I really appreciate taking the time to, to really educate some great nuggets there. I'm sure the creative juices got got flowing. Uh, <laughs> a real a, a real concern about not you know tunnel vision bad. A, a great highlight around hey signals. What are the signals that the marketplace is giving? And hey, less we we can't fight against those signals. Embrace, respond, uh, innovate around those signals. Totally, totally. Yeah, I loved it, Jerry. Thanks so much. And you know, I think to, to the listeners, I just say you know, there's a huge opportunity right you know, out there right now. And it's just about really going for it and, and going after that opportunity. I think it's such an exciting time for the industry. So uh, really appreciate the time and, and great conversation, Jerry. Thank you for listening to the Rethink Retail podcast. That's this week's Retail Rundown. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show, apply at rethink.industries slash podcast guest. That's rethink.industries slash podcast guest. Follow us on Twitter at rethink underscore retail and show some love by subscribing, reviewing on iTunes podcast app. Until next time.